You're listening to Team Talk on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. Sam Hauser, Scott Galetti, Team Talk, ESPN Radio 1017, the team here till 6.30 tonight. Dodgers, Rockies at 6.30. Clayton Kershaw on the mound on the Dodgers radio network. Before that, though, joining us now on the Daniels Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning Cool Take Hotline is our social media director and our go-to for... New Mexico United commentary during the week as well. Seth Bidolf with us here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. So, I mean, I have a hard enough time keeping up, Seth, when it's one through five in basketball and the numbers and the corresponding positions, and that's only five. You got 11 guys on the field, and we've heard a couple of times now Eric Quill mention three through seven that he's shuffling some of the combinations and trying to figure out the right guys in the right spots. Explain that a little more, if you would, when he's talking about the the, the three through seven and the and why that's so significant as well. Yeah, thanks for having me on again this week, guys. When you talk about the three through seven positions, you're talking about your your midfielders. You know, your 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 wing backs, your your outside backs. You're talking about your midfielders. When you think about your number one, that's your goalkeeper, obviously. You got your nine and your ten. Those are your strikers up top. But yeah, your three through seven, that's going to be your outside defenders and your midfielders. And so when you look at soccer from a tactical standpoint, there's a lot of different things that you can do. And one of the things we saw uh, last week against Phoenix on Wednesday night is United came out when they were out of possession almost in a 4-1-4-1 formation. We had one striker up top, four midfielders, and you had a defensive mid drop in between the back line and the midfield. And so by circling guys around and doing different formations, you kind of open up different opportunities there. And against Phoenix on Wednesday, you saw Justin Portillo drop back uh, to a more defensive midfield position, and that allows Justin to be a, a pivot point there from the, from the defense going forward through the midfield and delivering the ball even to the strikers. And so, you know, Coach Cole talking about moving those guys around, trying to find something that works. I think they did something really well against Saturday. Uh, you know, you see Brucey working through the middle. You know, he obviously played center forward a little bit in college. But, you know, finding that right formation, finding the right combination of guys is going to be real crucial here in the next uh, few weeks. Well, I'm glad you mentioned Daniel Bruce because that's where I wanted to go next anyway. Two goals in the three matches last week, two goals in three matches under new head coach Eric Quill. What if anything is different about you know where he's ending up on the field? I mean, certainly he's getting uh, different. He's getting more playing time, which he which he's earned, and now he's getting the payoff with the goals. But what is different, if anything, about the about the positions that he's playing? About tactically, how he's being used? Yeah, you look at Brucey, and he's a guy that obviously a fan favorite, someone that fans have been clamoring for to get more playing time for quite a while now. And one of the things that he does is he brings. Uh, and energy to the pitch, something that we kind of haven't seen since Christian Nava went out with his injury. Now, with Brucey, again, I mentioned that he has played so you know some center forward in his collegiate career, and so we're used to seeing him out on the wing, you know, coming up from the right wing, working his way out, delivering the ball from the outside in. But what we've seen in the past couple matches is that he's is he's working his way more towards the middle of the pitch. And we've seen it to where guys like Sergio and Hursty are trying to deliver the ball over the top to Daniel Bruce. And while he isn't the biggest of guys, he is pacier than a lot of the center backs that we see in this league. And so what he's doing is he's creating a bit of a mismatch. And then although he doesn't have the size, he's able to force defenders to turn and run towards goal, which is something that they don't ever want to be doing. And by doing that, he's putting himself in position 
to where he can get the ball in a dangerous area. We saw the two opportunities the other night. We saw what he did against Colorado Springs on Saturday, and he's just bringing a whole different aspect to what this offense can do. The one nice thing about him, Seth, is the fact that I always thought of him as a guy who just runs all over the field, getting onto the ball and getting it to somebody, and now they're using him basically as one of the offense's threats. And, you know, it seems like he's really attached to that, you know, to that role. And uh, he, he's a guy who hustles at all times when he's on the field anyway. But you put him in a position where he has an opportunity to score, and I think that gives him a little more oomph. Yeah, it really does. You look at what he's done over the past, you know, four, almost five years now with the club, and while he's been that that outside playmaker guy, someone, again, mm-hmm. who can deliver the ball from the outside in, he tends, to, he does tend to put himself in positions to where he can be dangerous. You go all the way back to the Sacramento goal back in 2019, one of the one of my goals of the year from back then. But you know, he he's always a threat. He's a guy that you know you talk, you talk, you mentioned it. He's he's constantly moving. You know, whether he's pushing the ball forward offensively, whether he's tracking back and making a great defensive play, he's a guy that it really is an, an unknown for a lot of other clubs. They don't know where Bruce is going to be. And he, with the pace that he has, with just the unlimited amount of energy that he has, you know, he's, he's a guy that, like I said, he creates mismatches. And to see him excelling now uh, under Coach Quill, it's a lot of fun to see. It's a lot of fun to see him get out there and really show this league what he can do. Another thing that was fun to see, and I want your interpretation of it because you were there. I was watching and listening, obviously, to the broadcast here in studio. That goal by uh, Armando Moreno was a thing of beauty. What were your thoughts when you saw it? Oh, hands down, one of the best goals I've ever seen at the lab from a, from a fan perspective. Looking at it tactically, you look at the space that uh, Justin Portillo had over on the left, the time that he had to square up and deliver that ball across the goal. And then you've got a veteran on the other end, like Kalen Ryden, who has the vision to put that ball back in the middle, uh, which is something that you, that you want to see. And Amando talked about it after the game in the press conference. He talked about the freedom and the confidence that's being shown in allowing him to go out and play like that and, and put it and make attempts like that. Um, it shows that there's a growing confidence in these guys that they're that they're looking for opportunities to put ball put the ball in a dangerous position all the time, and from a play that really looked like nothing to begin with, you know, other than you know Justin being open out on the left. I mean, you look at Kalen and Moreno, the, the composure and the ability that he had to to not only go up and attempt that, but to get around on the ball and keep it down mm-hmm. instead of you know shooting it up into the stands. I mean, just tremendous athletic effort all around. We're talking to Seth Biddulph here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team on Team Talk. He's our social media director. You should always be checking out 1017theteam.com and our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages for all the latest, including United pre uh, United match previews and recaps as well. And with that, Seth, you know, every Monday, right around this time as well, we talked to Peter Trevisani, president and CEO of New Mexico United. And front offices are always, no matter what sport it is, front offices are always trying to figure out how they can get better as a team. So it's nothing new or surprising to hear the, the president of a team say, you know, we're looking to see what's out there as far as players that we can bring in without even getting into any specifics, any any names or anything like that. What are the kind of what are, what are the types of players if United was going to make some midseason additions? What are the kinds of players 
that that they would bring in to really try to bolster where this team's at right now? From my perspective and from having conversations with Peter and with Coach Quill, I think United may look at adding a couple defenders at this point. Uh, that, to me, is the number one priority. Um, you Right now we're dealing with the fact that we have a number of injuries on the back line, so you saw a bit of a different lineup on Saturday against Colorado Springs, which you know did work out well for us in the, in the long run. And I thought it was a really good chance for guys like Will Seymour and you know Milo Garvanian to get out there and show what they can do. Um, so I think there's room there to bring in another defender or two to help bolster that, particularly when dealing with the, the injury issue that we've been having. And realistically, I think another midfielder may be an option as well. I don't necessarily see us looking at uh, a forward. Now, I could be wrong on this aspect, but I, I feel like the guys that we have there, they're starting to get more and more opportunities. And as we see the system develop and as Coach Quill is able to implement what he wants to do, because really, you look at it, he had maybe five training sessions in the first week and a half that he was here with the club. So with a full week of training, I, I think we're going to start seeing more and more of his system involved and what the players can do under his. And you can find all that United coverage on 1017theteam.com. Seth does our, pre, our pregame stories and our postgame recaps as well. We've got about 30 seconds here, Seth. What else should pe- uh, people be looking for on the website, on, on socials? What else should we uh, be sending people to go take a look at? Definitely go take out the website, uh, especially Sam and I have both been working on a lot of different pieces that have come out in, in, uh, in recent weeks. We're going to have more coming, uh, so keep an eye out on that. We're going to be doing more on social media. We're even looking at getting involved on TikTok, maybe doing some things over there with the show and maybe even some of the United coverage as well. So we've got a lot of things coming that we're, that we're working on. Who said it's the dog days of summer in sports radio? we got a lot in the works. Thank you, Seth. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Sam.